Throughout the month of October, throughout what we call commitment season here at Morningside, we are exploring what it means for us to give of ourselves for all the saints. For the saints among us, for those who we haven't even met yet, for the saints who have gone before us into the church triumphant. We're considering the ways that the body is not, body of Christ is not complete without all of us including you. And we are singing our way through this series as well, one verse of For All the Saints each week. But alongside that hymn, we also get to consider the roles of particular saints throughout Scripture. So today we have the chance to reflect on one perhaps often overlooked disciple, Joseph of Arimathea. So listen now for the word of God from Matthew chapter 27. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who is also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. So Joseph took the body and wrapped it in clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn from the rock. And then he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away. This, too, is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Come, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, with all thy quickening power. Come shed abroad a Savior's love that it may kindle ours, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. And when the strife is fierce, the warfare long steals on me near the distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. an awful lot of strife and warfare in the world this week. The news has been just unimaginably painful for our Jewish brothers and sisters in Israel, for Palestinian civilians caught in the crosshairs. If you have watched the news this week, you have witnessed terror and its ripple effects. Valerie Carr is an activist and a lawyer and a documentary filmmaker, and she knows the complexities of this kind of pain all too well. Her Sikh family member was murdered in hate violence in the aftermath of 9-11. And since that time, she has made it her life's work to advocate for peace in a complex and violent world. And this week, she wrote, our most powerful response to the horror in Israel and Palestine 
is to refuse to surrender our humanity. She writes, I don't know the solution to the conflict in Israel and Palestine, but I do know that the starting point is to grieve their children as our children. Because opening our hearts to grief, others and our own, is how we hold our humanity in a world that wants to destroy it. Amidst our grief, we hold on to our humanity. And I wonder if that's what Joseph of Arimathea was feeling when he courageously approached Pilate and asked him for Jesus' body. It wasn't supposed to be this way, Joseph must have thought. Though he wasn't one of the twelve, Joseph is called a disciple of Jesus by Matthew. So he had surely heard Jesus preach and teach. He had watched Jesus heal broken bodies and restore weary spirits. He had listened and believed that the kingdom of God was at hand. He'd heard Jesus speak truth to power, and he'd seen Jesus kneel and welcome little children at his feet. And Joseph of Arimathea had sat in a council meeting where the Sanhedrin had decided that Jesus was a threat and must be turned over to Pilate, and Joseph had dissented to no avail. Jesus, whom he believed was sent by God to transform the world, had been crucified. It wasn't supposed to be this way, Joseph must have thought. And yet amidst grief, he summoned his courage and bravely asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. And amidst grief, his strong arms carried that crucified body to his own tomb. And amidst grief, he offered his voice and his resource for our crucified Lord. And Matthew says that tenderly he wrapped Jesus' body in a linen cloth and he rolled the stone in front of the tomb because amidst grief, all he could do was hold on to humanity. Joseph of Arimathea is, by all accounts, a minor character in the Gospels. One most of us skip over even during Holy Week. He's mentioned in all four Gospels, but in only three or four verses. He was a rich man, says Matthew. A good and righteous man, says Luke. A respected member of the council, says Mark. A disciple of Jesus, says John. And all of them say that he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. But we don't know much else about him. We don't know who his parents were or if he had siblings. We don't know what it was like to grow up and live in Arimathea. In fact, scholars can't even collectively decide where Arimathea is on a map. We don't know what he did for a living, how he accumulated wealth, or what he liked to do for fun. We don't know how he became rich, respected, or righteous. We don't know how he became a disciple of Jesus. What was it that made him believe, I wonder? What we do know 
is that at a pivotal moment in his life, in the wake of grief at seeing his Lord crucified, Joseph of Arimathea chose love. He chose to love God by loving Jesus in the only way that there was left to love him, by caring for his body. And so he used all the resources at his disposal, his status, his wealth, his access to Pilate, to bravely ask for Jesus' body. And then he gave of his own financial resources in a dramatic way, offering his very own tomb for Jesus. In a time when the world felt totally politically volatile, like today, in a time when fear felt more powerful than faith, like today, in a time when hope must have felt lost, like today, Joseph of Arimathea chose love and generosity And he gave of himself in a simple but profound way. And maybe, maybe he knew that he was doing something great and important. Or maybe he was just trying to do the best thing he could think to do amidst grief. But here's the remarkable thing. Without Joseph of Arimathea, there would have been no tomb. Without Joseph of Arimathea, there would have been no stone to roll away. His love and generosity played a pivotal role in the story of Jesus' resurrection. His love and generosity are crucial pieces in God's story of love that conquers fear and ushers in resurrection hope. He played his part in God's greater story. And by God's grace, he was part of something bigger than he could ever have imagined. I don't know about you, but there are times when the weight of the world feels like just too much to bear. Like the problems we are facing politically and ecologically and socially and economically, like they're all just too much too big to get our hands around, and this feels like one of those weeks to me. And I find myself in those moments wondering, what good can I possibly do? I wonder whether my prayers, or my Instagram posts, or my phone calls to legislators, or my simple act of hugging my kids, or my monthly pledge to the church, I wonder whether any of it does any good. I'm just one person. Can it really have an impact in the light of the weight of the world? And then I think of Joseph of Arimathea. He looked at a situation that was perceivedly hopeless. Jesus was literally dead. And as far as he knew, that was the end of the story. And he still chose love and generosity. He chose to care for the body of Christ. And I wonder, when we feel so profoundly overwhelmed by the pain of the world, if that isn't the exact moment that we too are invited into love and generosity. 
I wonder if that isn't the exact moment that we are called to care for the body of Christ, this body of Christ, the living body of Christ in the world today as a way to hold on to our humanity. And I find myself wanting to put my time and my resources into something that matters, to something that really makes a difference. There is hope in this story, and there is hope in the body of Christ, because I can tell you, as your pastor, that I get to sit every week in a place of immense privilege, because I get to see the ways that my tithe and your tithe and the ways that we give matter in the life of this body of Christ and in the life of the world. I get to receive the letter from the neighbor down the street who saw the youth group's protest art against gun violence as a part of mission camp this summer and sent a donation to the church from his hospice bed, thanking the church for being a witness to love and peace in this neighborhood. I get to hear the stories of the ways that you all show up for each other with an unexpected meal and a simple check-in and a prayer in ways that those who are hurting feel seen and known and loved. I get to see the ways that your generosity comes not just in a financial pledge, but in pencils and mini shampoo bottles and socks and Halloween costumes that offer a bit of dignity and humanity and joy to those who are experiencing deep need. I get to witness the ways that your financial gifts make this building a safe place to gather for Boy Scouts and neighborhood groups and the Atlanta Gay Men's Chorus and an organic farmer's market and an AA group every single week. I get to watch as our kids practice a song during children's choir on Wednesday nights about how all are welcome And I get to stand in this pulpit and watch as kids sneak across the aisle to sit with newfound friends. And right at this very moment, I get to give thanks for members of our church who are standing at a pride booth in Piedmont Park, choosing love over hate and offering glitter blessings because we believe in the humanity of every single person that God created. That's caring for the body of Christ. And maybe each, of, each one of those things feels really small. And maybe you're thinking that we could do all of those things without your tithe. And maybe none of those things will stop war halfway across the world. But then I think of Joseph of Arimathea who chose love over genero- and generosity, who chose to care for the body of Christ, and without whom the resurrection story would not be the same. And I get to look out at each one of you and know that there are Joseph of Arimathea's in this congregation who choose love and generosity, who choose to care for the body of Christ. And without you, the resurrection story would not be the same. Amen.